I mean, like, it, it's an extra 20 bucks in exactly. my pocket. What am I going to do? Welcome back to Yankees Mets Express, ladies and gentlemen. Yankees fans, Mets fans, disgusting Buckeyes fans. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Oof. From the get-go, Josh. Yeah, well, got to keep, gotta keep you on your toes. <laughs> What's new, everyone? We've got a lot to cover today. Uh, baseball is back. Sure enough, <laughs> not five minutes after we go off the air last time, MLB says, hey, uh, implementing a schedule. Man, that, I was so, so mad. Guys, Josh and I were texting each other so pissed that that happened. Literally of, right of after we got off there. Of, of course, course that happened. Classic, yeah. yeah. Anyway, how was the rest of your week otherwise? Pretty good, guys. I, um, I'm usually not one to talk about these kinds of things, but Josh is the GOAT. It's the only time I'll ever say this. Oh, oh um, God. All right. Okay, don't. My my birthday was on uh, this past Wednesday, and Josh uh, surprised me, I guess, uh, with a Meredith Morakovitz birthday cameo special. Can, can I can I fill in some some details here so as we so as we can avoid any any semblance of impropriety? Mm-hmm. So, Go for so, it, ladies and gentlemen. What I, for Lean, uh, her birthday was on the twenty fourth. So happy belated, by the way. Thank you. How how does it feel to be nineteen again? Ooh, 19? I wish I was 19. Yeah, me I'm an old both. hag, but not, oh, as, not as old as you, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm over 30. At least take solace in that. <laughs> Facts. Anyway, so, so anyway, so many of you uh, listening are aware of this service called Cameo, where you find celebrities from various walks of life, movies, TV, music, other stuff, in, and sports as a large page. And so... I have another friend whose birthday is coming up in August, who's also a big baseball fan, so I'm, uh, and he's a big Phillies fan. So I'm thinking, okay, like, which Phillies are available? Like, how does this service work? Because I have some friends who are comedians who are also on it. Mm. Uh, so I'm like, oh, like, how does this work exactly? And, and so then I see, oh, it's, uh, it's Meredith Morakovitz uh, at a relatively affordable price. Okay, let, let's put this theory to the test. Let's see just how this works exactly. Let's do a custom message for Lean with Meredith Morakovich so we can see how streamlined is it? Do I have to talk to the, to the individual directly just to confirm some stuff? No, I, you put in the order, less than 24 hours later, the video was sent to my phone. And then I, I'm like, okay, do I download and forward accordingly? And I'm glad it worked and I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, it was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm glad that I was the guinea pig and that the experiment worked. Yeah, You're awesome. Uh, you and Caitlin are amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah, my wife Caitlin is at least fifty percent behind this as well. <laughs> um, oh God! But see, while well, while you were enjoying your cameo, I was falling down a different kind of internet rabbit hole. Lean, uh, oh, you, you you bust on me a lot, and I'm about to give you some prime ammo. So one thing, uh, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, social media posts have been saying, hey, these black businesses are, are shipping nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, go support them. Now, one thing Caitlin did um, in, this was right after we got back from the Hamptons with my, par- uh, with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so she heard something on a podcast where there is not only a black owned donut shop in Texas that ships nationally, but it's fully vegan. 
and came wow. vegan. So me being jealous, I went, okay, what flavors did you get? She goes, what does it matter? You're not having any. I went, no, I'm your husband. I'm taking at least one. So, th- so thankfully she- What kind of rule is that? That's absurd. Uh, Caitlin, it has to be a form of spousal abuse. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, well, Kate, well, Caitlin also is very protective of vegan food just because I'm an ex-athlete. And especially if I've been out with friends and I have a few beers, I'm just going to come home and read the refrigerator. Like I, have, like, I haven't done that in a few years now just because I've, I've tamed myself. Um, for you. But anyway, um, but anyway, so, um, so then I get donut envy because Caitlin, she, cause with my donuts, I don't like, you know, the, like the, the super chocolatey flavors or, yes, I agree. or the super sugar ones. Like I, if it's a Boston cream, I'll eat it, but I like more, the more unique flavors. Mm-hmm. So lean, I'm telling you, I fell down an internet rabbit hole. I found this website called gold belly. It's okay. like, it's like seamless or Grubhub, except it, it it narrows it down by cuisine and tells you what will ship nationally to your house. That's really cool. Yeah. And so get ready for this. Now, this isn't a black owned business. Unfortunately, I'm still going back to the website frequently to see if there's anything that I can do to, uh, to check that box. But I found a, a donut shop in Chicago called Stan's. Okay. Now my, my brother lives in Chicago along with his girlfriend. And I asked the two of them, hey, is is Stan's any good because I can get, I can have 12 donuts shipped to my apartment for $60. And they, and they said, uh, yeah, that's fine. So uh, it's a great spot. So mm-hmm. I have 12 donuts from Chicago arriving at my house this week. And there is also a coupon. So I only wound up spending $40. Oh, what? And, what flavors did you get? All right. I'm, I got the receipt up in front of me right now. Stan's Donuts. Choose your own 12-pack. So I got three lemon pistachios, oh. three blueberry, three glazed orange, which I'm actually really excited about. Sounds good. And three red velvet. I mean, I was kind of bummed because they had like uh, a maple salted caramel with like a bacon bit on top um, that I really wanted to try, but they're only shipping select flavors. So I'm guessing it's Oh, I was going to say, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it should be here this week. I'm, okay, next episode, you got to give us a review about each flavor. There's not going to be any donuts for me to give a review. Maybe they'll arrive in time for the next episode, and I'll, I'll eat the donuts so. on the air. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that, that's going to be a great time. The, You're going to have donut. to send me one, too. I'm not sending you a donut. These are mine. Oh, wow. All right, the, Josh. You got the cameo. Get your own donuts. It's fine. I don't even like donuts that much, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're only saying that because you want me to feel bad and send you the donuts. No, I really don't. You'll see. Get out of here. No, everybody likes donuts. Come on. They're okay, but, like, they're not amazing. Like, I never crave a donut. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Donuts, donuts are rarely ever my first choice. Like, donuts, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're, oh, I'm in the mood for a donut. Yeah, I can have a donut. No, yeah. if, if, you're, if I'm going to crave any dessert, it's pie. Always. Yeah, yes. That's the only thing you and I see eye to eye on. Pie. Yeah. Pies. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a, oh God, our local farmer's market has this one bakery. They sell bread, pies, jam, oh, other baked goods. Stop. They have this strawberry rhubarb pie that is addicting. <laughs> I'm allergic to strawberries and I still eat it. I just take Zyrtec before. How many things are you allergic to? Uh, shrimp and strawberries. That's it. Oh, that's it? Man, yeah. that, that I, It's so weird. I, I wasn't, I didn't become allergic to either until after I turned 30. What? Oh, this yeah. is like new? Uh, uh, it's new and I'm not the only one. My sister is in the same thing. So I don't do shrimp and strawberries. My sister can't do raspberries and she can't do scallops. 
She gets and wow. we're, and we both have the exact uh, allergic reaction. We, we both get rashes. Oh my god! So, uh, so strawberries—it's not—it's not a fatal allergy. So yeah, I'll eat them every once in a while and just deal with the itchiness. Right. Um, Shrimp—I wasn't much of a shrimp guy to begin with, so right, I, right. I don't really miss it. Okay, that's fair, man. And we, and we have to go to work right now, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> as much fun oh, as this man. was. <laughs> I gotta go to work at five, almost five o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. Oh. I'm, this is the worst. Our job's the best, though. Yeah, it, it is the best, isn't it? <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, ESNY because we are here on Yankees Mets Express, Elite Sports Radio, part of Elite Sports NY, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports. And uh, Lane, you have put together a great itinerary for us per usual. What is first on the docket? All right, first let's talk about, I would say, the most extensive thing. Uh, we're going to start off with baseball. Woo! Woohoo! Play ball, baby! Man, we were so excited when we heard it's coming back. Um, I played the show for like three hours in celebration. Right? I've yeah. been playing it a lot more since the announcement happened too. Um, but well, I stink, so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a process. You'll, yeah. You'll, you'll learn. I'm getting better, yeah. So that's yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, uh, MLB The Show, it, it takes, you need to be playing it for about, a, I'd say, a week consistently to kind of master the timing of it all. Because mm-hmm. half the battle with everything is time. It's of trial. course, literally, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so first thing we're going to talk about, baseball-related. Um, earlier today, the MLB basically announced the new rules for the 2020 season. So okay. I kind of just took note of the big, important ones that we feel like you guys should know. So we're just going to run through those. Josh, if you have any input, feel free to share. Yeah, um, sure. Number one, obviously – Universal DH rule, so National League for the first time ever is going to uh, have the National League is finally in the twenty first century. They're yes. finally, I'd say, they're even uh, finally in the twentieth century. Yeah, right. I look. I here. I'm very much in the Don LaGreca school of thought when it comes to the DH. I get it. It's it was added to to enhance public uh, support of the game because um, people have a short attention span. Right. And I understand that the PRs are like, no, like the double switch this, double switch that. Some pitchers mm-hmm. are really good hitters. I can't remember the That's also number. not true. Like some pitchers are better hitter than others, but well, that, well, pitchers that's, aren't good. That's my point. Like except, right. for, except for Madison Bumgarner and a, cu- and a couple other guys sprinkled, uh, sprinkled in there. They're, the National League is not a bastion of every pitcher they have is batting uh, above 200. Right. Now granted, if, if if let's say if let's say between forty-five and fifty-five percent of pitchers were hitting at or about two hundred and mm-hmm. weren't just automatic sacrifice bunts, yes, yes, then I wouldn't feel this way. But I think um it was after the twenty eighteen season or the twenty seventeen season when pitchers across baseball posted their lowest uh batting average as a position in 30 odd years mm-hmm. and exactly. I, there are some people who are, who are going to say this is ruining the game like Manfred like he's making baseball boring it doesn't matter because there's the pitcher the number of pitchers who can hit are so few and far between exactly so what, why diamond this, in the rough why is this the hill people are willing to die on right exactly I don't understand that I, I'm just happy that it's changing and I think it's going to be permanent. I don't know about you, but I don't think that the NL will ever not have a DH again. I'm sorry, say that again? I think that the NL is going to have a DH like oh, forever now. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, because there's universal support for uh, for it within the union. I think the exactly. owners want it too, because because this way they can uh, pay extra or even less money to, let's say, we'll use Mike Ford as the example, a mm -hmm. sort of a minor league slugger who's lefty, big as a house, has just that raw power, but can't really do anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's going to exactly. see an increase in Moneyball, even more so than we have ever since the A's started uh, making it popular. Mm -hmm. uh, it's time. It's yeah. fine, plain and simple. And any and anyone who doesn't like it, uh, that, too bad. Deal with it. And to relate it to the podcast, um, arguably, this is what kills me when I see Mets fans complaining about it. The DH is literally going to benefit the Mets more than maybe Absolutely. any team. So we've got to stop the complaining here. It's going to be gonna, great for gonna everyone. It's going to benefit the Mets. It'll benefit the Cubs. It'll benefit yeah. the Phillies especially. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, next rule. I'll be honest, not a fan of this one. Uh, the extra innings rule. So each extra half inning will begin with a man on second. That player is going to be the player who was immediately preceding the leadoff hitter, like the person who's going to be starting that half inning. So, so the, the, the runner is last out, essentially. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I don't uh, like it. I have admittedly gone very back and forth on this and I've come to the conclusion that uh, at face value, I really, really don't like it at all. Yes. Um, the I'm whole point you. of extra innings is that, is that it's an adrenaline rush and, and this adds to the adrenaline rush, but at the same time, a game's going to be over with one pitch as opposed to, as opposed to, let's say, after one or two outs. Right. That said... I understand why it's being done this year. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to you want to get teams out of the ballpark as quickly exactly. as possible. And that said, I am going to need to see this in action before I I formally pass an opinion on it. No, that's fair for sure, and I agree to an extent. But it's just like you said, I guess face value, it, it's, not it, really it's overcompensating. Not yeah, it's yeah. overcompensating, and yeah, I now. This is directly to Commissioner Rob Manfred. I get it. Baseball moves slowly, and especially with younger fans with a shorter attention span, they're not as engaged. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, what percentage of, these, of this particular group of fans makes up people who are at a game or watching a game? It's true. I have, I have to figure this is a small minority. Mm -hmm. Because proper baseball fans, the way I see it, they're going to go to the game and stay start to finish regardless. Yeah, for sure. And we're all, it's all about trying to get new fans when baseball is so generational and passed down. It's a fandom that you're born into to be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't understand why you're putting so much effort into, into luring fans who might be into the game, but they're not, but like they won't go, they won't go because it's expensive. They, mm -hmm. they won't watch it because cable is also expensive. Mm -hmm. There's so many different layers to this argument that we can't really devote any further time to it. But go, but uh, to put a pin in it, I don't like the idea. Maybe yeah. I'll change my mind after I see it in action, but at face Yeah, value, it's more of a we'll see thing. It's a yeah. we'll see thing. I understand why they're doing it. I think that depend, and I'm, my prayer is that players witness this firsthand in person, all collectively go, if I, people will pardon my French, this is a fucking stupid idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... And that'll be enough for Manfred to go, okay, we tried. It's not going to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
completely agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. Well, we already knew about this as well. The new three batter minimum. For I think pitchers. this is. I think this is an excellent rule. I think this is a very good rule because I grew up watching Mike Myers and Chris Hammond and Mike Stanton, right. all, all those left-handed one-out guys, mm-hmm. um, just come in, face one batter, maybe throw one pitch, and that was that. Yeah. Those guys aren't around anymore. Teams aren't built like that as such. They want they want guys who can get lefties and righties out. Mm-hmm. I, and my concern with this is how is it going to be enforced? Because what's to say, okay, we'll, we'll use the Yankees as an example, as Michael Kay did when he discussed this a couple of years ago. So let's say that the Yankees bring on Adam Adovino. Okay. But, and the first three batters up, it's a righty and two lefties. Now, granted, Adovino can get lefties out. Mm-hmm. He's very good at that. His slider is devastating uh, towards lefties and righties because yeah. like, righties, it cuts out, and they, they hack at it. Lefties, it cuts in, they kind of jump out of the way, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're called out on strikes. But that said, what's to say Adovino gets the righty out, and then the okay. next guys are two lefties? Who's to say Aaron Boone won't, won't just walk out there and say, oh, Adovino's back flared up, bring on Zach Britton for these I last I swear, days. I was literally going to say, I wonder how many, <laughs> how many injuries are going to be faked <laughs> to get guys out. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine, okay. Let, let's add this caveat. In a coronavirus season, I can't imagine that's going to be a problem just because you want to limit human contact as much as possible. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, if this was, if there were fans there, then yeah, how many injuries are going to be faked? Right. I'm, I'm, exactly. sure, I'm sure it'll happen once, twice, maybe three times. Yeah. At man, we're going to go, hey, just a reminder, like, if this keeps happening, we're going to start fighting these. Oh, I am 100% sure, even this year, like, before the season is up, I'm positive that Manfred is going to issue some warnings. He's going to say, like, hey, you know, in not so many words, that, like, you guys need to relax with this. So Next time, yeah. next time it's $100,000. Right, exactly. To which, um, the, to which the Yankees will probably go, yeah, here's a quarter. Have fun. Right, Buy exactly. Yourself exactly. Who cares? You think they care? Um, okay, let's move on to health and safety rules real quick. So yes, first, uh, this one's really basic. Each team has to submit a written COVID-19 action plan for MLB approval. Mm-hmm. Um, next, no spitting at all. That's forbidden. Uh, along the same lines, pitchers can carry a small wet rag in their back pocket. This is as a replacement for licking their fingers to add moisture to the ball, you know, obviously going to try want to avoid that. Um, that. That's interesting. And, and let me tell you why, because um, I listen to the Howard Stern show a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's funny. He's grown up a lot in the last 20 years, thankfully. And he's, he's actually gotten really smart um, mm-hmm. with, in terms of people he has on the show. He's had someone on, on his program, I think, three times right now. His name's Dr. David Agus. He's an oncologist mm-hmm. based out of California, and he's widely respected. He's been on CBS Sunday morning, CBS This Morning. He, he's not just some random guy with a medical degree who's showing up and, spout, and spouting his opinions. Right. Um, one thing he said early on now, – now, granted, this was very, very early uh, in quarantine. This would have been, I think – late March, early April, when, okay. uh, when he said this. Apparently, though, COVID-19 can exist on a surface. Yeah. It's not really, it doesn't really exist on a surface in an infectious or contagious form. Now, that said, it- now, now, now that said, 
when it does exist in that form, it's maybe one to two percent of the time. And I'm sorry, mm -hmm. you were saying I, I interrupted. No, no, um, I was interrupting you. I was just gonna say that, like, that's true, and I feel like everybody's been hearing that a lot, especially lately. But um, I think because we know so little, even to this day, about COVID nineteen, that they're, exactly they're gonna take all the necessary precautions. Because what if that ends up not being true? You know, like they're gonna do stuff just in case, and that's, you know, like you wouldn't want someone with a cold licking their fingers yeah. and yeah it's uh, i don't know yeah it's definitely precautionary um yeah, better um, safe than sorry even though even if it's not the case wet rag i i fully support that idea i'm just not i'm just worried it's not the most feasible solution uh, that it, i agree it caught my attention i thought it was a little bit odd i guess we'll see how that plays out and how pitchers like it or not but yeah because yeah. i because I, I think in this case you want to have uh, instead of the wet rag just let let them have hand sanitizer and then keep the rosin bag there. Right. I don't because, because because as long as you're sanitizing your hands, then picking up the rosin bag to dry them off. I mean, alcohol and soap kill the virus, right? Right. Yeah. So I don't see I don't see any harm in that. Yeah, it's strange, but yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see how that for, happens. For starters, especially unless they're mm -hmm. unless they're changing the wet rag every uh, between innings. I'm sure they're going to change it. Yeah, because yeah, also it's, it's not going to stay wet. So that, yeah, that's just, and that, that's just wasteful. Right. I don't, I guess we'll see. Um, okay. Clubs, we've discussed this before. Clubs must provide expanded dugout and bullpen space. And that kind of ties into the next point about physical distancing. We know this one, there is no fighting that's not allowed. Players and managers who leave their positions to argue with umpires or come within six feet of an umpire or an opposing player or manager for the purpose of argument is uh, like in either case, they're subject to an immediate ejection and discipline. Discipline is going to come in the form of fines and or suspensions. I, I am fully in support of that. And I, and for sure. uh, to further prove my point, I want to uh, switch to a quote from NBA commissioner, Adam Silver. Now, Commissioner Silver, I feel, has given not just a very good quote, but possibly the best quote in terms of sports and COVID-19, not just in relation to sports, but in relation to life in general. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I said early on in, uh, in quarantine, this would have been, I think, late March, I, or maybe even early April. One thing I, because my biggest issue this entire process has been the messaging. There's so much new information coming out. Yeah, for sure. Day and night, day in, day out, every day mm -hmm. that sometimes conflicts or, or contradicts each other. And because of the lack of national leadership at the top, we are given all this information and not told what any of it means. Mm -hmm. And so I said to my wife, Caitlin, who is pregnant, is technically immunocompromised and is very uh, firmly in support of these stricter measures in yeah. terms of um, lifting or maintaining quarantine. Um, I've said to her, because America is so wrapped up in its own stuff, and because so many people are prideful and not wearing a mask, there is going to come a point where, be it a state, an organization, something is going to say, starting on this date, we are going to try and live normally again. Yeah. We, we have done everything we can. Yeah. Here's how, here's how you can be smart about it. Good luck. Yeah. And- 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Finish. No, 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 no. Please, please. Go ahead. Um, thinking that, like, just as a comment on what you said, thinking that we're gonna, we won't go back to normal life again until COVID-19 is just completely gone and, like, not in the country anymore is naive, especially with what you're saying. Yes. People are just so adamant on not taking, like, you know, basic safety measures it that's right. yeah like it's definitely still gonna be here and we're just gonna have to learn to live with it right when this is why i think that commissioner silver's quote is so telling uh he was um <clears throat> excuse me he was on a call friday afternoon that would have been friday the 26th with several league officials this is from tim bond Temps of espn uh silver said on the uh, conference call we know that COVID 19 will be with us for the foreseeable future and we are left with no choice but to learn to live with this virus. Yeah. No options are risk-free right now. My ultimate conclusion is that we cannot outrun the virus and that this is what we're going to be living with for the foreseeable future, which is why we designed the campus the way we did. And so it's a closed network. And while it's not impermeable, we are, in essence, protected from cases around us. At least that's the model. So for those reasons, we're still be very comfortable being in Orlando. Mm -hmm. I think that were any state, local, even national leader to say just that, enough people would kind of sort of get the message, this isn't going away. If, right. you, want, if you want to live your life the to the best of your abilities, this is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And for Silver to say, look, we have to learn how to function with this virus. We cannot just put everything on pause. It's not mm -hmm. fair to anybody to do that. Yeah. And I, and I have a friend who, anything COVID related, uh, this and before, uh, uh, the U.S. even locked down, he was saying, like, no, they're like, national stay at home or national stay at home order. And I was saying, that's not going to work because so many people will say, no, like, you're taking away our freedom. That's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, but that's what should happen. Yeah, but that's what should happen. There's a big difference between what should happen and of what course. will happen. A lot of things should happen that don't right. happen. Yeah, that's why the world yeah, is like, the way it is. Honestly, what should have happened, and I'm calling out Manfred and the owners and saying this, is that what they should have done, they should have followed eight weeks for the CDC, as, they, as was guided, then had three weeks for spring training, picked up where the season would have left off after three weeks of spring training. So we'll say June 1st, mm -hmm. just for argument's sake, maybe a little bit later, and then just, tack, and then just implemented doubleheaders on Sundays, right. and, then try, and then just tack all the other games missed to the end of the season, as opposed to making up from the start. Right. Um, and then you deal with the playoffs accordingly. And yeah, then, I mean – Go ahead. Yeah, like that would have been a great plan, but then also because MLB is messy, you had the whole thing with like money, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but they. A lot of things should have happened, but didn't. And that's why we're stuck with just 60 games. But I guess, you know, better you know than what? nothing. I'll take 60 games over no games. This point, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm going to complain the whole time, but. Oh, yeah. Good. Yes. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. One more other physical distancing rule. Um, First and third base coaches should remain in or behind the coach's box and can't approach base runners, uh, fielders, or umpires. That's not allowed. Um, next up, we've also discussed this before. There will no longer be a pregame lineup card exchange that's going to be done beforehand on an app, like electronically. Um, I feel that's something I feel is going to uh, is going to stick around. That's going to be like the future of the game, yeah. Yeah, just because yeah. I I feel that 
giving the lineup card to the umpire, uh, both teams doing it, I feel that's largely symbolic at this point. Yes, yes. And exactly. there doesn't need to be this whole grand gesture of process or, or not even by an app, just have, have an intern or whoever say, hey, here are the lineups. Right, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just at some point. Even an some, app is unnecessary. Yeah. Just at some point, have someone go up to the umpire before the game, say, hey, here's the card, and that's that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Clubs can schedule up to three exhibition games before the end of summer camp. So this is like completely up to the discretion of the teams. And the MLB said that teams may want to schedule at least one of the games against the opening team, against like, you know, uh, like each team will want to schedule one exhibition game against their opening day opponent. I don't know why I struggled so much saying that. But, yeah, so, for example, the Yankees will maybe want to schedule one, you know, exhibition game against the Nationals, et cetera. I don't really see the point of going that specific with scheduling exhibition games. I, I, re- I don't really either, but I, – and I don't even know why it was, like, brought up. But, yeah, I guess. I, th- I think maybe – I think <sighs> – let me think. Maybe it has something to do with – maybe that's more for – uh, whoever the road team is, and that's in that uh, case, saying, "Hey, maybe travel early." Yeah, that it could be that. Well, I, I respect that too. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't think it's a big deal if teams want to do that. Like, go ahead, why not? But um, uh, either way, if I'm a team, I'm I'm saying, you know what, we'll do some intra squad games because I I don't want to run the risk of of another team getting my guys sick oh, or course, one of my guys yeah. getting them sick. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's like I I appreciate what they're going for. Play it safe. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Um, okay, this we've known for a few days now. Each club is going to play 40 divisional games and 20 interleague games versus the corresponding geographical location. For example, uh, Yankees are going to play 40 games with AL East rivals and then 20 games with the NL East. Mets are going to play 40 games with NL East and then 20 games with the AL East. And such is the case with like all the various divisions. Exactly. Uh, there are not going to be any expanded rosters in September. Limitations on the number of pitchers on the active roster won't apply. Mm-hmm. If a double header, so okay, the active rosters are going to end up being limited to 26 players. If a double header is scheduled during that time, both teams can add an extra player, you know, to the squad. Yeah. Teams can carry up to three extra taxi squad players from their player pool on all road trips. However, one of those players must be a player whose designated position before the season began was a catcher. Yep, emergency catcher. Yes. Taxi squad guys can work out with the MLB MLB clubs, but they can't be in uniform 